welcome everybody to the Thornfowlers podcast. Uh, when last we met, the agents of Thorn Investigations had tricked the rival and Evangeline's old colleague, Nancy Olcott, into a very cool final confrontation with the dragon at the Glasgow Necropolis, uh, taking her out of the picture, uh, hopefully, um, while the rest of the group went to the McCullough collection to uh, disenchant the uh, magical hordes within. Um, upon entering the McCullough collection, um, and so the, the wee hours after, I think Peter uh, used his mental dominion on the guard, um, Benjamin Gray, the group snuck upstairs, uh, but uh, were met with Eric Boyd, the curator of the museum. Uh, Peter attempted to uh, strong arm uh, Eric Boyd. Um, it did not work, and Peter ended up sort of being wrestled by the curator before Tabitha and Evangeline came in with a bit of last-minute magic. Uh, Tabitha sort of tying Eric to the the floor, and Evangeline as we fight as we ended. Uh, sending Eric off to sleep. And um, before we jump into this uh, tonight's session, um, we are going to be doing a little bit of leveling up. Uh, if there has been leveling up happening, um, I'm aware that lots of roles were bad uh, over the last couple of sessions, so there could potentially be some leveling up. Um, and we have some questions to answer as well about last session so first of all let's go through our questions i don't have the sheet on me so if somebody could help me out remembering what the end of session questions were i don't have them here um did we conclude the current mystery that's a that's a no, no. for that one Confirm, no. <laughs> uh, did we save someone from certain death or worse in the last one, I mean... Well, we sent someone to their certain death or worse. Is that a good idea? We, we, we imperiled people. We did, did not. The, they did the, the hard opposite. Hard pass on that one. To be fair, she could have come and told us if she'd found out the piece of information that led her to the location, and she would have chosen not to so far. So it's her yeah. own fault for being um, true to her own character. Yeah, um, so, exactly. A very Evangeline mindset. <laughs> what was the next one? Uh, did we learn something new and important about the world? About the demon guy. Yes. 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 There seems to be a connection to demonic people. Yeah, yes. connections to demonic, uh, the demonic connection to the magic and the influence it seems to have over things. So yes, that's one experience for that. Yeah. And did we learn something new and important about one of the hunters? Up to you, what do you think? I I don't think people. I, I don't, don't think, think we learned really about anyone. No. Nothing work. nothing no. new really came up. I learned <laughs> perhaps learned about people's backstories, but not. Yeah. Oh, we learned Tabitha's parents. Oh, not we, everyone we, did. We, we, no, we, we, we did learn about a smuggler named Oscar um, and his friendship with Evangeline and what he might or might not have smuggled somewhere. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. That, and that is what the demon does want. Actually, that's true. That is true. That is true. So that's uh, two, but that's yeah, still, that, that still one, only gets us two out of four, experience. which is yeah, yeah that's one only experience. one experience. Still only one. Yeah. Oh, right. Um, and with that, do we have any leveling up from anybody? No, none um, for Tabitha. I leveled up in the last session. Well, now for that session, um, and um, what's Peter gonna take? Peter, 
Peter's taking unquenchable, unquenchable vitality um, so that now when he takes harm, he can also heal himself. Okay. Very cool. Chinky. Drawing, <laughs> drawing, drawing that life out of anyone. Uh, was there anything from Vera or Evangeline? Uh, no, no. One more roll for me and I'll, it'll happen, so... That's I leveled fine. up mid last session and I, hey. I was really struggling to I mean really what I want to take is infirmary but it just doesn't make sense to take that mid mm. investigation um so I think what I'm going to be taking is a I mean you could have I, the... you, you'd be okay if you if you did want to take infirmary like we can, we can make it work but it wouldn't be I get that it would be hard to make it work in terms of the your van at the moment we could yeah i mean i guess i could just sort of bank it but i, I feel like if um uh, there is another one that i've been eyeing up which mm, is okay. a move from the divine playbook which is soothe and that's when Fair you talk enough. to someone for a few seconds in a quiet voice you can calm them down blocking any panic anger or other negative emotions they have that's, that's such a nice. wholesome lovely <laughs> it, it's kind of the nice version of Peter's dominate. <laughs> it sort of is. It sort of is, yeah. Um brilliant. Okay. And uh I just want to double check to make sure I've got it in mind. Um who used a luck point last session as well. Okay. And I just want to remind everyone what happens. So Tabitha used luck points. So that means that your magic now becomes more dangerous. For people around yes. around you yes if it goes wrong Fine. things will likely go worse and yeah. um peter is there anything from you in terms of your like, peter looked more unwell he looks more unwell yes a he's little slightly... bit oddly he looks a little bit similar to that strange other person but there's obviously Getting no a little close to that no connection at all absolutely no connection no, to the, the guy who's gaunt. yeah the gaunt man okay um so where we pick up Evangeline has just gently touched Eric Boyd and said sleep. And as you all watch Eric Boyd, who's a sort of quite tall, stiff, stiffly backed man, um, just sort of crumples silently sideways onto the stone floor, uh, falling off of Peter, who he was wrestling at that point. What do you order? Is he secure? Is he... Neatly wrapped up? Well, he's not moving. He's not dead. We Are should probably be quick. Breathing. Uh, do, do we need to tie him up, or will he be asleep for a while? Does someone have some rope? I do not carry rope or bending equipment with what myself. What about surely wearing a scarf? What about my scarf? I have a would belt. You, make you think I would wish to leave it wrapped around a man, a man, for someone to find? Just being practical. How about we tie his shoelaces together? Peter's uh, belt is undone at this moment, and he's kind of just looking at both, going, "So, do we do we do the belt or not?" Yes. Uh, I think it's a good idea. Yes. And um, yes, Tabitha, Tabitha. In fact, why don't you take his shoelaces off, and we can use them to tie him up as well? Okay, yeah. Okay, is there some kind of pipework near us? Yeah, I mean, you have the you have the um, I mean, less sort of pipework, but you do have the uh, like the balcony of the sort the of the, the staircase entrance. Yeah, the, the staircase stair entrance yeah. and the balcony, okay. sort of yeah, metal we'll balcony. Times with the... spindle with the belt. Mm -hmm. Lovely. Okay. I will 
I, I will use I will use my scarf to clean the belt or any fingerprints, and <laughs> after afterwards, I, I want I my belt back us. after this. Ideally, can you just put your scarf over his eyes for the moment in case he like wakes up and then is watching us? I don't want him watching us. Why don't you put the scarf in his mouth then? I don't want him to shout. She, she she ties it around her neck and she looks at you all. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. So you make your way towards the the king's treasure, the pride of the McCulloch collection. Uh, walking through the archway into this part of the museum, even in the dark of the night, you with a even just like the slimmest glimmer of light coming through the window, it catches on the gold and treasures here and. The room has a sort of strange, otherworldly glow about it as you step into it. There's still, like you said, the museum is shut down for the night, but there's still light here. I'll go straight to the crown. Straight, literally, beeline straight to the crown, and I'm just going to climb up to it. Yeah, okay. Uh, you climb your way up to the crown. Can I just have a... Um... And acts under pressure because it's up on a shelf. So you're sort of gingerly climbing up into like a glass cabinets and putting yourself up to things which probably aren't designed to be climbed on. Nine. Right. Lovely. Yeah. Okay. You reach up to the shelf that the crown's on, you grab it. But I'm going to say that as you come down again, you knock over uh what looks like sort of like an ornamental sort of potentially spear to the side and it then knocks over something else and it knocks over something else and it knocks over something else um which creates a large clattering sound as you pull the crown down until eventually there's just sort of a loud cacophony of sound as you finish peter and so like you have that sort of last as peter climbs down the sort of last plate so it goes boom, 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 on the floor I'm just looking at Peter. Is is there any other noise from the museum? Does anybody seem to have heard this? I mean, you hear the sort of gentle snoring of Eric Boyd outside. You know Benjamin Gray somewhere in the museum. You sort of told him just to go somewhere else in the museum eventually. Um, but you don't hear anything just yet. Peter's not moving. It's like a cartoon. He's just holding it in that silence, listening. Avanti will wander over and just gently reach up to take the crown from his hand. He doesn't give it to her, and he pulls it tighter to himself. And he just looks at you and goes and nods, walks over there and walks across with it, whilst looking at it. Have I seen anything like this before? Um, can I even investigate a mystery? I think probably is worth doing for this. That would be good. Ten. Ten. Uh, so for a ten, you hold two. Um, let's go for the classic what is being concealed here so you when you walk away from Evangeline you're sort of keeping Evangeline away from this thing you want you want it for yourself for just for just for a moment just while Evangeline is sort of comes over to try and take it from you cool so keep that in mind um, you sort of turn the crown over in your hand and there are lots of uh there's uh, um, engravings on it there's little pictures and stuff carved into the gold it looks it's a very well made sort of ornate little crown 
there's definitely you feel something magical from some of the uh, engravings on here. Some of the things do look like they have similarities to things you recognize, but nothing which is a direct crossover. So you recognize that there is something here that there is that's magic is being put into this crown by someone very very long ago that has then, laid dormant but you it, it doesn't line up perfectly then what can it do that's the perfect follow-on to that and i'd imagine he's almost putting some of his own ability in there to decode what it does yeah so you yeah you put some of your own ability into it um and you pick out from it and thinking about the magic of it it this crown, the crown of the king's treasure, is it can it, it brings treasure together. It brings people um, who have this sort of greed towards the treasure to look after it, and um, when it has enough power, as it does at, at the moment, it can force weaker minds into protecting it to the point of obsession and once someone goes to that point they can become the plaything of the treasure so anybody and you get that anybody who has spent significant time with this treasure significant time in the proximity of this treasure so far more than any of you have like you know evangeline's had a little bit of a moment with it but that's not nearly enough people who are close to this for a long time will be taken over by it and weirdly it's not like there's and what it can do it can transform somebody into a dragon but it doesn't need to just be one person it could be anybody that's considered a weaker mind nearby he'll hold it and as he kind of registers that, we'll look up and without repeating everything you said, he will convey everything that you've just said to the others. But it was very much around that weak-minded people, we need to keep an eye out for people who've been near it. And Tabitha, we need to be, it kind of ends it with kind of being like, Tabitha, we need to look at how he stopped this now. And he'll kind of just look at Evangeline as he goes, we need to be careful of the weak-minded people. Sorry, Evangeline, you've... Well, Evangelina, you have shown yourself to be weak in the past, and we cannot risk this, you falling under its thrall through your, through your weaknesses. Absolutely, Mr. Anderson. That I will implore you to hold the object up so I may glance upon its runes. Aren't you dead, I said? You know why. Ah, oh, that's... The case does not break. <laughs> and he holds it up. Can I take those in? Um, a lot better now I'm up close um, to see if I can connect them to the object and try and work out why the demon was so transfixed by this object. Are you going to do investigate a mystery then? Yeah, sure. Can I have... Um, just while this is happening, Tabitha and Vera, can I have sharp rolls from you, both of you? 
Evangeline and Peter are locked in this uh, locked in this moment. I wanted to do something with you guys. So Evangeline. Eleven. Eleven. Lovely. Um, so you hold two. Who's being concealed here? I think fits fits like I'm aiming it towards the the connection between the creature that was was eyeing this up and yeah. what the creature we know wants. Okay. Um Tabitha and Vera, what did you get in your rolls? Eight. Eight. Twelve. Twelve. Um, Evangeline, you are thinking about the connection with the demonic force that you've been witness to, and you're racking your brains about why a demon would want potentially this dragon that doesn't seem, but also that doesn't seem to be like the demon's making any effort to control it. It's not like the demon's trying to buy the museum or use the museum or like force it to do its bidding. It's just seen the treasure. It encouraged people to try and steal the treasure and has now just been a witness and seeing what happens next. And it clicks in your mind that the demon doesn't want the treasure. The demon doesn't need the dragon. What the demon wants is for this danger to be unleashed and to use the greed of humans to force this dragon out into the light. And as you click that, Tabitha and Vera, you hear footsteps coming up the stairs, the metal stairs outside the room. Vera, this is your... Oh, we know I'm not deceptive enough. Uh, somebody's coming. Um, there are places to hide in this exhibition. Can you just say something nice to them and make them go away? <laughs> I can try it entirely depends on... I, I, can't, I can't force anybody to do something that they don't want to do. And um, that's more Peter's domain. Um, um, does one of the ladies have a handbag that we can put this in? Yes, I do have. A, I was just thinking I have a handbag because, and Evangeline definitely has a handbag. But um, her mind's so weak, perhaps I'll take it. <laughs> no, exactly. I will pass it towards Tabitha. You, you've got much stronger mind. What into your handbag? Uh, Evangeline, you had another hold, I believe. Yes. Um... What we plan to do is to undo the magics of this crown, of this crown with Tabitha's. Mm. Um, and I would like to ask what can hurt it, knowing that is our intention, but wondering if there is anything else. You know that um, the dragon is tied to the treasure. The dragon only exists because of the treasure. It is not two things. It is not the dragon came first. It was the treasure that came first. And you know that if you sever the link between the treasure and the dragon, you may not kill the dragon, but you'll definitely weaken it. So that's what you pick up. And are you all hiding in the room? Are you sort of like finding somewhere to hide? Or yeah, Yes. So you, you sort of hide behind chest behind uh, glass cabinets <laughs> I'll go as close to the entrance as possible so mm. that if I have an opportunity to kind of dominate someone I can or if I have to like 
kill someone or attack them. Mm. In relation to Peter, where is everyone else? I feel like Tabitha's a behind the curtains kind of hider. So mm. if there's like some big curtains. There's some big big windows and curtains, absolutely. Well, yeah. I, I would I would like to uh, raise a point from last session reading yes. a bad situation while mm -hmm. we were approaching the entrance to the exhibition we mm. do have a plus one ongoing to places to hide oh brilliant amazing okay. so you're also okay. also plus one to windows to hop out of if we hey. need to make our escape <laughs> you do, don't you? yeah so if you make any attempts to hide uh which you absolutely are doing at the moment yeah so you could yeah uh, I, I think I'm I'm staying quite close to uh, uh, Evangeline. Or oh, was Tabitha close to Peter, or were you? Peter, out? Uh, so Peter's by the door. Tabitha's Peter's by, by the, the windows, which would be on the other side of the room. Okay. Evangeline would have gone over towards the kind of the ancient alchemical exhibition set of, of things there, and will yeah. kind of probably press herself against it, so she has like a line of of view on the bulb. Yeah. Uh, I'll I'll be close kind of... over to um to Tabitha then. To Tabitha. Okay. Yeah. So. You hear footsteps approaching. As you hear them, you hear sort of like heavy breathing. You hear somebody sort of pulling themselves up the stairs. And um, you can sort of tell that it's probably the night watchman. You sort of sent him away, but he's perhaps not exactly the same person as you last talked to. Because as he gets further up and further up, the heavy breathing becomes a low growling sound and every step that he takes sounds heavier until eventually the peter from where you are you can see the um sort of metal balcony that sort of encircles the big drop into the center of the central um part of the museum uh where the stairs are connected and you can see the metal start to strain and pull inwards as whatever is climbing up these stairs gets heavier and heavier. As you are aware, your metal dominion does not work on monsters, and you knew that it didn't work on monsters. Uh, you knew it didn't work on monsters doing Benjamin. Granted, he wasn't a monster. But as he pulls himself up over the balcony, and you see not the old man you saw, but the sort of remnants of a uniform tattered and falling off of a large black scaled body pulling itself over the top of the balcony glowing orange eyes that this is not benjamin gray anyone he is not human at this current moment it, and is hands... he quite small though? No, no, <laughs> he's, 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 sort of, he's sort of pull, getting bigger and bigger as he moves. So like his, his frame Does... is hulking out and at the moment he's sort of the size of a, uh, I would say a horse, but getting <laughs> bigger <laughs> and bigger as, you, uh, as he comes we're in. If were to blow the window that Tabitha and Vera are standing in front of, like push them out the window to get out of the way because it's the dragons here like with magic and stuff do i, do I feel that would work are they in front of the window yeah, so that, I, I mean, hey. what i'll say is there are windows <laughs> there they are barred <laughs> and, that's and what you, I was are, you are th like three floors up so it would be a a, Brief. a bad whack through and then a bad fall afterwards we'd be dead ow i think um... maybe carefully climbing down is uh, a preferred route for Vera. And Peter, you're sort of behind the door leading into this 
room and you sort of you just get round the side just as the head of the dragon pokes into the room as it's sort of its feet i always imagine it in my mind as a more sort of komodo dragon like lizard and so its feet are dragging along the floor as it steps its claws not digging into the stone but you can hear them tapping on the stone as it pulls itself forward what do you do you are in a dangerous position right now peter's pulling upon his own shadows in that moment and as it walks through with its neck he's going to see if he can catch the eye of any of the others but given how close he is to the neck he's going to very thoroughly go to jump on it and try and rip with his teeth half it out as he goes very feral on it and i'm just going to go straight in absolutely awesome so yeah where everyone else is you see peter leap on top of the dragon so full bodily arms around trying to bite a chunk out of it is there anything anyone does yeah as 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 evangeline sees him going for that she's going to from her con from her vantage point she's going to tap her necklace and she's going to create a wall between uh tabitha the and vera and the dragon of um light kind of okay it's going to like shoots across between peter the dragon and everybody else and she's just going to say the cross towards tabitha and go you need to weaken it now Peter, can I have a kick some ass just for now? Yeah. Just, um, this is going to be a bit of a rough one for you straight away. Because I'm a stuff, I'm rolling, I get to roll weird, and I'm going specifically for teeth. Fuck. Sorry, language. Four, <laughs> five, six. That was um, a seven. Um, it does three harm intimate, but I'd imagine there's a negative on me. I can't remember which page it is in the book. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it works, but you do... Um, take some harm as well yeah so you bite down you immediately feel your sort of sharpened teeth as you sort of lean into this part of your being sort of scrape and crunch on scales um, as you sort of dig in you feel your jaw strain from trying to push down into the uh, scaled flesh of the dragon and it will as well because it, you know it was perhaps not going to give you the worst possible thing it can do but what it will do is, yeah, I mean, it's going to try and uh, sort of fling its, flick its body sideways. So you sort of get bodily thrown from it. So it is, uh, yeah, it's sort of body slams you into the, the wall, essentially. So uh, that would be one harm uh, close and forceful. So it would throw you into the wall. But I know you have, you have stuff. It, it doesn't, <laughs> yeah, you, you watch and I think you see the the injury hit and then almost peter's already healed in the moment he's standing there i'm looking it down and he's very thoroughly hunched um and if it looks like it's going for the others he would leap again yeah okay and so as you leap in evangeline your wolf is up and so there's a barrier of light up around uh, tabitha and the uh, tabitha what are you doing I'm going to take the crown back out of my purse then and um, attempt to use my force of will. Okay. Um, I will, for moral support, hold Vera's hand and um, if she lets me. <laughs> and, yeah, she'll, she'll take your hand. And with um, her other hand, she's pulled out her Webley revolver. Very cool. Um, okay, well, it says when applying your will to dispelling a magical effect, blocking a spell, or suspending a phenomenon, roll plus weird. 
on a hit, um, momentary magics are cancelled completely and long-lasting spells are suspended temporarily. On a 10 plus, you can use luck to instantly snuff out a powerful spell or strange effect. We take right. one harm. As she's doing this, can can you just kind of hear her forcefully say she's trying to protect them, just going, I know you can do Don't this. Don't you say Tabitha. anything because it will make me I, cross. I, I, I know you can do this, Tabitha. Minus one. <laughs> Um, and I'm going to use um, the burn ability. I've not been able to use because we've not bought anything since the last um, uh, since the last mystery. I'm going to use her power of heart ability that she took from another playbook, um, which means when there is, we're fighting a monster and she tries to help out somebody, uh, we automatically get a ten on the help out roll, so you get awesome. a plus one. Nice. nice. Okay, that makes a uh, twelve. Um, so I will use a luck point to instantly snuff it out, but it um, causes me one harm from the strain of distancing magic. Okay, so as you you sort of feel yourself holding on to the magic, and it is uh, you're sort of letting your own magic into you a little bit more as you're doing this, as you're sort of welcoming it into channel into the crown, and. Uh, you feel a sort of snap, like a sort of visceral snap from the magic within the crown. There's just a little build up and then it just is cracking. You can hear it, you can feel it through your whole body. And then as you do, the it's almost as if like a, a, a glimmer in the room fades ever so slightly. But you have this, um, as you let, sort of you let the uh, crown ever so slightly go in your hand, you see that um, there is a slight indent from where the crown was in your pa- the palm of your hand, and it looks like it's probably it looks like it's scarred already on the palm of your hand where this is. So the magic is very physically taken that toll through you. Peter, you are clinging onto the dragon still, and as this sort of crack echoes echoes through the room and everybody in it, you find that the scales that you're biting into start to just sort of sloth off, sloth off. Um, I think that's the word I'm trying to think of, where they just sort of like start to rot away and fall Dead. apart. Um, the dragon isn't stopped. It's still there and it's still very dangerous, but it looks like what Tabitha has done has significantly weakened it at this point. So you want to do another kick some Mars? Yeah, if he can, as he's holding on, he's going to try and bury his head. And in that moment, it's almost like his jaw is slightly dislocated and his teeth are sharper, his body is darker, and the way he's gripping is dark with these large, black, shadowy hands gripping on as he buries his head into the wound and tries to rip out more of its throat. Absolutely. Okay, and give me a kick some ass for that. That is a 13. Amazing. Okay, yeah, so you do it without taking um, any harm, I believe. three harm intimate again ignoring its armor okay brilliant so you bite down on it and uh and i guess you get you get an extra effect yeah you get an extra effect sorry plus 10. um and what i'll do is because you always i always take harm so what i'll do is i'll um no i'll make it the inflict terrible harm so i still take harm Another one. So you take. Uh, yeah, uh, I, so want you it, I want it. I want it. I'm trying to take this thing down. Okay. And then I know that that's going to really hurt. 
<laughs> yeah, you do. Um, you sort of bite into it, and as it sort of lets out this screaming, its body is expanding at every moment as it's trying to get stronger, trying to get bigger. You see that these wings sort of sprout from its back, but they're rotten and not capable of flying at this point as they sort of spring from the skin and its head turns, sort of twists round and it takes hold of one of your arms um, and so it sort of bites down on your arm and shoulder as it's there uh, and you take uh, you take two harm from the bite um, and it's holding on, it sort of yanks you off of its back, so your claws ripping from it, your mouth ripping from it, but you are pulled from this uh, dragon's back as it's holding on to you. At this moment, Peter is profusely bleeding from the arm, and is mm. clearly not a very in a stable state right now. Very good. Um, at this point, oh, no, I... Actually, as the... Oh, no. sorry, yeah? And then it just heals a bit. <laughs> and it looks like he's just in that last moment it just looks and there's just this moment where it looks like he's very unstable as it heals up and he sh- and he can he am i still in his mouth or am yeah I you're still in his mouth yeah you're still dead oh and mouth. he looks slightly healed up but yeah not in a um, good way you all so apart from peter everyone else is still behind the uh, barrier which is starting to fade as well at this point it does not stack yeah. stay up very long yeah. um you also see another figure um, outside on the balcony as well that has sort of been a bit stealthier than this uh, man as he was walking up the stairs um, and as you see him you hear the crack of gunfire sound like a sort of a, a bellow of gunfire as a chunk of the dragon's back is blown away as well um, but you don't know, who, know who's there you just know that somebody else is shitting at this thing as well um, what do you do? Peter's in this thing's mouth, and it looks like it's hungry. Uh, How's just... the ground looking? Is that totally... Tabitha, are you... have you disenchanted it? Um, I feel kind of, like, bereft, I think, from the strain. Um, but I, I think... I think... I think it's done. Should I shoot it? Yeah, sure. Gonna put a bullet through the crown. I throw it near Evangeline. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the crown. Yeah. Yes, yeah, as it's flying through the air, like, like a um, clay pigeon. Yeah. Anonymous. Something. I mean, I'm not. You're not going to get your ass kicked by a crown, but something bad's going to happen if you miss. I am launching a bullet into. Uh, <laughs> I, I, it's not a terrible plan. This is tough. Oh, thank God. Okay, that's an eight. It's not. Okay. It's, I, I was worried it was going to be a minus. One. Evangeline was definitely about to get shot. Um, so you <laughs> shoot the crown and it shatters the bits of gold clink, 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 on the uh, ground, all about you three. Um, the, I mean, the dragon is still holding on to Peter at this point. I think that I'd want to rush to, just towards the wall of force in the hopes that Evangeline is going to drop it so that we. Oh can yeah, the, the wall of force is, is only temporary. It, it's oh, it's only temporary. Um, uh, in that case, yeah, I totally thought I was going to come into contact with that first. Um, I would like to. Does do I get the impression that this other shooter is on us? I mean, I assume they're on us. You side saw you saw like... a chunk of the dragon fly off. So yes, you assume they're probably could be an enemy of an enemy. Could be an enemy of an enemy. 
Um, in that case, I'll just use um, some. I use magic to very nice. calm. I think I'll get into touch range and kind of try and use like a, a life sucking touch. Yes. How, how is Tabitha getting into touch range with this dragon as it's flaying around? Are you sort of trying to run past it or are you trying to just sort of sneak? sneak I'm trying to, to sneak side? like around by um, by Peter okay. so that when okay. the dragon drops Peter that I can um, help him in some way too. Awesome. Okay. So yeah, roll, give me some uh, uh, magic. Oh, thank goodness. Uh, six, three, nine, twelve. Awesome. Okay, so for that, with your use magic, you uh, without any without any effects, bad effects at all. So, what do you want to do? Inflict harm, or is there anything else that you'd like for it to do? Oh, um, an added benefit. Yeah, just like him to drop uh, the harm to cause him to drop Peter. Eventually, you should get so I want to do it even more. <laughs> no, no, it's you. The advanced function is only if you've leveled up to take the advanced oh, uh, right. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, you would have to choose to inflict harm, or I would give you that you could force it to drop something. Okay, then or I will force it to. Plus one, yeah. I'll or force it to drop up. Peter. Peter's drop. Yeah. Uh, so, as your magic sort of goes through the creature, the. Uh, Sort of uh, blacks of tendrils uh, from uh, Tabitha's magic. This strange smoke sort of works its way into the dragon's mouth and forces the jaw open. And Peter, you sort of are able to pull yourself free of the mouth. And you have these sort of large, huge, big divots in your shoulder and chest. What are you guys going to do? The thing is going to attack in a second. It doesn't look like it's about to attack Tabitha back after she's hit, hit, um, hit it. Can I? I'd say it's it's considering what it's gonna do, and it's think, um, it's 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 got a few Pete, things to. Think Peter's about. going straight back in, so the moment it looks slightly distracted, looking at Tabitha, Peter will go with the claws to gouge out the eyes with the claws, whilst it's still small enough to be able to do that. Okay. There's, there's like a, a a good little voice in the back of Tabitha's head saying, "This is a man uh, <laughs> <laughs> under here." Uh, um, and as Peter launches back in, can I try and heal Peter with my magic as well? Yeah, it might absolutely. be worth it. might cause more problems. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to kick some ass from Peter and uh, heal, at, uh, so use magic from Tabitha. Is there anything Vera is doing at this point? Trying to pull a bead on the monster, but it, I think it's holding off given that Tabitha and Peter are currently in melee with it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and again, it, it is also a person. Mm. Although I don't know if we necessarily know that i don't know if that was peter would definitely know more than other people than would i would say but i'm the class oh we found that out with peter peter investigation is that right this can't yeah in my it's clarified in my head this isn't a person yeah that's because right. if the person was a dragon i couldn't have done my power on them which means yeah. this is not the person there you go so is... as i go in it's a nine on the eyes as he lets out this Raw, leaning to try and stab its eyes, and it rolled. I rolled a nine, so that's two harm from my claws. Okay, brilliant. And I rolled a seven, which just heals you for three. Um, but you got an, a new sexy scar. <laughs> it said gnarly in the write-up, but sexy. Yeah, it's gnarly. Right. Yeah, not I'm gonna sexy. take some more damage now, so that will <laughs> okay. all happen at the same time. Um, yeah, so you two are together with it, and it's going to the 
attention you've given it, Peter, with this of the claws going into its eyes, it sort of flails its head um, and sort of backs off from where you both are. And um, it sort of its eyes are still glowing, but you see this, this like divots from where your claws are, and there's a blood streaking down off the uh, the glow, killing the glow a little bit. And it steps back, and as it does, there's another crack of gunfire. And uh, but you see that it sort of it hits the wall like by its head, and so the stonework is shot off, and the dragon sort of looks over its shoulder, and it sort of to twist its whole body to sort of get out of the room and into the larger space of the balcony outside um, before turning back towards the door and as it does this um, licks of flame start falling from its mouth as it builds up and shoots fire towards the door where Peter and Tabitha are at this moment. Welcome, listener, to Of Dice and Them. I've been waiting for you, adventurers! A TTRPG actual play podcast full of hijinks and too many in-jokes. Do you have any cards I could keep close to my chest? New episodes released on the first Monday of every month. How hot is this ghost? Can't wait for the next episode? I want to chomp on it and not let go. Follow Of Dice and Them on Twitter and Instagram. Ah, yes. No, good idea, that, yes. Download now, wherever pods are cast. Uh, do you go closer? Of dice and them! Yep. No. No. (laughs) Yeah, heedlessly. Uh, Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, everyone. It's Danny here, your keeper and bleater. That's right. I was a sheep the whole time, and I'm really excited to have you here. Seriously, though. Really happy to have everyone listening, uh, really enjoying making the podcast, as is the rest of the team. And if you're enjoying listening to the podcast as much as we're enjoying making it, why don't you give us a review and a listen? Helps us get out there. We're so close to 1,000 downloads. We're really excited to get there. Also, a big thank you to everybody who got involved on Instagram and our votes to see what our next mystery is going to be. Uh, we've decided now. And... Um, you guys are you guys have really fucked the team over here. This is on you. What happens next is on you. I don't want to go on for too long because I know it's lit. lots happening this episode. Uh, but just to say that we have uh, next episode is going to be one of our uh, interim uh, episodes between mysteries, and then we're going to kick right into our next mystery in the episode after that. So stay tuned and be ready to be scared. Seriously, though, have a great time. See you then. Bye. Can, 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 can I protect Tabitha, please? Um, using my, my protect someone. I am um, also, that because I rolled a seven, it came with a glitch. So I yeah. did take, uh, I took one harm. You took one harm. Um, which I am unstable now just for, I look very bad. <laughs> okay, so this is an important, important situation here. So the fire sort of, sort of flows across the floor towards both of you. Evangeline, you'll protect someone. Yes. Have we I already had, set I'm, a precedent that peter can also do something there to protect us or not because we did oh, it yeah. in the fire you with... did yeah you so did. he'd be doing something to heal 
shield as well. A nine. Nine, brilliant. Okay, so uh, for you protect someone with a nine, you... Yes, I'm, I'm going to use my, because I'm using my shield. And I think she's going to kind of like run past, because she, she wanted to try and get to the man shooting the dragon to try and get him to like stop. Mm-hmm. And she kind of, kind of uses the opening as a backspin to kind of move through. But as you see that about to kind of hit Tabitha, she kind of steps in and a, a large, like, glimmering shield will appear in front of Tabitha mm. to kind of protect her, which gives me, um, redu- I, if I take the harm, I take less harm. It reduces the harm and Tabitha is shielded. So are you saying, you're saying, um, sorry, I've, I'm just, which one are you taking from the protect someone role there? Uh, no, I have a... Oh, well, you have, have your own one. So you have your own my, my ability called... It, it's a shield spell. Oh, right. I can okay. create, so, um, which reduces the harm that comes towards So you're next to them result. as well, not as you are. Yeah. Um, I actually have a, a hold that I might like to spend to get Peter out of dodge. Oh, please do. Vera, what's your hold? Um, well, it's actually all the way from the beginning of the mystery. <laughs> it's from the, the the woman with the plan. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay. Um, you're in the right the place to be right where time. you need to be prepared and ready. Okay. Um, so uh, I'm seeing that as uh, in my attempts to line up a decent shot and, and get a clear angle on this thing, um, I find myself next to a some sort of large cabinet which I can just push directly in between Peter and uh, this thing's flame breath. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um you see i mean it's like a sort of a big reinforced music, like cabinet and yeah you sort of you shove it and it sort of topples sideways and clunk in front of peter um imagine how much armor does tabitha get from your help she's protected i take the damage you take all her. the damage okay because I, um, I didn't roll high enough absolutely um peter you're protecting yourself as well I just act under pressure. I just leap out the way. I'm going to leap yeah, towards I the say, nearest fire extinguisher. Um, it would still be... Uh, so, you act under pressure. What did you get for it? Oh, yeah. So, you are leaping towards the... I haven't rolled it um, yet. I was waiting yeah. to see what else. I suppose this... Um, I thought my act under pressure was a failure. I, I'm going to say... That Vera yeah, Vera, if, you, if Vera hadn't done that, you would definitely lose good. So, um, you see Vera... Um, pushes the cabinet over and it crashes uh, just in front of you as uh, the fire sort of moves towards you dive um, and the only way you're able to reach the nearest fire extinguisher is because the cabinet has created sort of like a blockade towards it so you're able to jump behind it and then you're able to get to the fire extinguisher in just a second as the fire sort of flows over the top of the cabinet flows towards Evangeline and Tabitha um, and you take three harm from the fire. Ta- Evangelina takes the one harm from that. Take one and Tabitha takes nothing. Takes nothing. Uh, you will and take how many do I take from three that. Oh, I'll say um, with... I'm not going to give you three because I think Vera's help there was was good. So I'm going to say uh, two harm. It's not a magical help. It's a cabinet, so it is going to burn you a bit, but not as much. And so you still hear this gunfire out in the on the balcony. Something you're still trying to shoot at this thing. Can um, I fire the fire extinguisher and... into the mouth of the dragon? Because now it stopped firing fire. <laughs> the moment it stops, I just want to either get the whole fire extinguisher down its throat or just fire the fire extinguisher into its throat. I'm gonna say that to uh, use to get the yeah uh, get the act. I would say probably an act under pressure to try and get the fire extinguisher into the dragon's mouth. I mean, if anyone wants to help Peter out, you like can. Good at... Oh, no, no. Eight. Straight eight. 
eight. Is it a is it a pressurized fire extinguisher? Yeah, I'd imagine. Yeah, so. I'll say. Uh, well, I think uh, in in an earlier uh, session we found out that pressurized fire extinguishers were fun. around in the eighteen hundreds. <laughs> um, uh, in which case, if it is, <laughs> as, as Peter's doing that, I'm pulling out my revolver and um, lining up a shot on it as soon as it's in its mouth, Jaws style. Perfect. Evangeline will not be helping because she's moving to go towards the gentleman shooting from the balcony to try and stop him from accidentally okay. shooting one of those her friends. Brilliant. Okay, so Peter, accidentally pressure. So I rolled first. an eight, and it says that cool. It's a it's a success. So I can accept it, mm -hmm. but you have to tell me, you have to give me a worse outcome, hard worse choice outcome. or a price to pay, meaning I still actually have a bit of a choice mm. to decide if I actually do it You do or have not. a choice, if you actually want to do it. So I go up um, to fire it in my... <laughs> No, I love that. Um, I said it was, it was a bit further away, and as it's um, a shot fire and it's moved a bit further away, sort of around this balcony, this sort of metal balcony that you can also beyond um you know that if you you can get close enough to sort of hurl this um fire extinguisher towards its mouth you think you're confident you can get it into its mouth as well it's, it's sort of wide enough and it's uh sort of uh, potentially lining up another fire spout towards whoever's shooting at it however it is standing on the metal balcony and the metal balcony looks like it's straining at the moment you'd have to stand on that balcony as well to get the fire extinguisher into it. And as I'm looking, now I've realized where it is, I'll, he'll kind of almost stop in a second. Is the person we tied up still there? Yeah, he is, yeah. How He's hard tied does to the he balcony. look to save right now? Because I feel like we're about to let someone die. Um, he he's, looks like he's unconscious. But how, position-wise, like, on the field of play, if I wanted to go help him or save um, this person's life... You, you could go help him. But you think that there's not enough time for you right. to do your fire extinction. Um, and looking, I'm going to look at Vera, and I'm going to go, Vera, I hope you've got this shot. And I'm going to run out and throw the thing in the thing. I'm going to throw the fire extinguisher in the mouth and tell Vera to shoot. Uh, and I, I will as soon as I see. Okay. So the jaws clamp around the fire extinguisher. Evangeline, you run out towards where the shooter is. You see it there, the other side of the balcony. They've sort of ta tactically been moving themselves around um, from sort of pillars and pillars uh, in this part of the building. Uh, and the dragon grabs onto the uh, fire extinguisher with its jaws. And Vera, can I have okay, a that's snake eyes. Oh. So that's a, that's a total of three. Oh no. I mean, I'm not going to say do you want to use your luck point, but uh, for everybody who's listening at home, everybody is telling you to use your luck point. Uh, I think <laughs> I probably should. Person. I think I probably should. Now's luck. A, now is a good moment to use luck. Now is a good moment to use luck. Okay. Does anything fun happen for Vera when she uses her luck? When you spend a point of luck, you discover something happening now is related to something you were involved in years ago. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So uh, that will come back. You, uh, the fire extinguisher lands in the dragon's mouth. You take a shot. You. There's this moment where Vera lines up her shot, and it's just like you just take a second. You breathe. Everything goes quiet. The shot rings out, and the fire extinguisher explodes 
in the dragon's mouth. There's just sort of this cloud of um, and uh, sort of erupts from it, and you can sort of see the flailing body of the dragon behind as it's sort of pulling itself back. It's been blasted back by this, but it's trying to struggle itself back up, and as it does, you see that its bottom jaw has been almost entirely blown off as it's uh, sort of hanging loose and its eyes still glowing, still trying its best to get out of that. I'm going to say that was great. So I'm going to use luck as well. I'm going to say that was four harm for an explosion, like a close range explosion happening to something in its mouth for harm for that. So it is looking incredibly beat up at the moment. Evangeline, you uh, run around the balcony and you are met by a, a tall, uh, figure in what this sort of uh, black, sort of all black clothes, not military, but uh, sort of tactical black clothes. Everything there's no sort of shine on their clothes whatsoever. Um, they are a tall, muscular-looking figure that you recognise as Redmond, um, and uh, he. Uh, has he has on him a shotgun as you sort of come around the corner you see it he's so it was a uh, like old heavy looking world war ii like shotguns um and he's sort of reloading it as you come around the corner of the pillar with him and he uh sort of um looks over and says you said something was going to the museum so you followed us of course i did nancy can handle herself i'm touched you care but as you're a civilian, it won't matter if we do this. And I'm going to turn around and I'm going to just um, conjure a blast of light towards the dragon because now I haven't got to worry about our cover being blown. Um, uh, so, just a kicks, kicks. It's a kick. It's a kick. Samaras from two ones to two sixes. This is twelve plus three, so fifteen. Works perfectly. It'll take three harm as this like blast of light energy will just kind of cascade out from her hands towards the creature. As it sort of what what does it look like when it hits the dragon? It will it's kind of just this, like, this iridescent ball and as it kind of hits it just like there is a a forceful loud bang um, a bit like gunfire but louder and you can just see this, this heavy forceful hit just slap into the side of the creature. Brilliant. Okay, so you hit the dragon with this, and it, as it sort of erupts over, and you hear this bang. You look like it's sort of tra- dragging itself towards. It doesn't look like it's dragging itself towards any of you. Dragging itself over the balcony, looking towards where the hoard is, the treasure is, and it is trying its best to get back to the treasure. It is still on the metal balcony, and the metal balcony starts to creak, and snap away from the stonework. Uh, um, Tabitha, is there anything that Tabitha does as well? I think, well? I haven't um, well. reeling a bit because I am um, so injured and um, I only had tea for breakfast. Um, <laughs> I want to say she wants to help the curator, but she doesn't. <laughs> hey, if that's not what Tabitha would do, that's not what Tabitha I'm kind of just... Uh, letting Peter. I, I would say that you would you would also see that the the metal balcony is starting to fall away as well from the wall. Peter is and on Peter the and Peter is on the balcony. Yeah, he is. I'll just shout. Yeah. Peter, you're gonna fall. <laughs> Peter is full savage, and Peter will like 
running with like hands on ground and feet on ground towards it is going to I'll let you art this as you like but the idea is that he's going trying to do harm on the legs to flip it over to fall over the balcony whilst doing it damage okay. and in Peter's head he's then going to use some magic to just do an inhuman leap to the other side of the balcony afterwards that's how he wants to style it but yeah. I don't know if it'll be like I that. feel like I know that I know there's some kicks and mice going on here but I'm going to say that that's more of an accent of pressure just because of the sheer well he's going to use magic but no he's going to use off. magic because it has to be inhuman okay. and it's very much a, as he leaps okay. off He's going to use the magic because he's used magic before to like climb up the sides of building and stuff. So that inhuman bit's going to come okay. from the magic rather than anything else. So I'll let you decide okay. how you want to. Should I try and see if I can do some? Because if I don't do any damage to him, it's going to go awful when I try to get do the damage on the leg to make him flip over the edge, and I won't be able to do anything else anyway. Um, what I'll say in that case is, um, you can do kick some ice. Uh, what you're trying to do is force them where you want them, which is part of the Yeah, I want to roll really roll. well, but I'm trying to do the damage on the leg that he's using to hold himself up so he goes over the edge. Yeah, yeah. So I think uh, I think kick some ass then. So it's with weird, um, and I rolled, uh, I rolled a seven, but I've got a three on weird, so that's ten. That's two harm from hand that ignores his armor. And as a ten... Okay. Um... I'll take the, the what you call it. You take the. Yeah, force I want to force him where I. Yeah, I want to do that. It works. So I want to do the force him over the edge, and then I want to do the magic thing to see if I stop myself going over the edge. Yeah. Okay. So, as you, you sort of run past, you catch the dragon as it's sort of pulling itself forward, and as you do, you sort of sever the leg almost entirely, and it sort of slumps onto the balcony and the balcony starts to fall as it tips over the side it's holding on as much as it can it's pulling the metal away from the wall can i have magic from you so use magic from peter now to try and avoid oh, can avoid i dying um, here. No, avoid falling down with it brilliant okay. can i run a 13. yeah i should still take some damage i would um, imagine you are going to take some as damage i go from. past him um it <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I mean, I've, I've already said it's it's jaws all fucked up. Um, I will run to meet Peter to like um, heal him as he like comes. Yeah. Um, fine. Yeah. So, uh, Peter, you take. Uh, it's going to. I'm. I'm going to say the only thing it can really do at the moment is sort of slam its body into you. It's less of its attack and more sort of the sort of instinct at this moment as you are you've attacked it and it is sort of throwing itself towards you as well uh so that is like you have before it's close and it's forceful so this is going to try it's going to push you as well uh for in the attack so if you use magic so you definitely need to use magic now to avoid being thrown down into I, the i did we we did that bottom floor that oh like, sorry yes, how much yeah. damage did i take yeah. sorry so you use magic as important uh it was one oh, harm from he, that he doesn't take any harm then you don't take so any he that, doesn't yeah. take any uh, harm. Yeah. He kind of gets bounded as the magic, as he kind of just that inhuman leap leaps down. Um, and yeah, it's magic. And it try it sort of has a sort of sad wail as it falls over the side of the balcony. The balcony falling into the center of the uh, into the center of the museum. Evangeline, 
Is there anything Evangeline does at the moment? So you said the creature seemed like it was going towards the, um, trying to get towards the horde. So I, I'm trying to work yes. out um, in in her head because the magic is very childlike and it's an instinct. Is the instinct and childlikeness of this creature's desire because it wants to go home and leave the body that it's taken, or is it because it wants to go and grab something to regain more power so it can continue fighting? You, as it was pulling itself over, it gave out this sort of a low, sad, mournful sort of roar before Peter, and it sort of went back into a fight and tried to grab Peter as it fell. It just wanted to get back to the treasure because it made it feel whole. It's the vibe that you got. Do um, I feel if I, although I didn't make you do any investigation. I, so. I mean, I'll have you because I'm asked follow on my follow on questions. Is that, do I feel like if I let it go back to the treasure, have I helped to get back to the? We just have to do this all over again, or like this was like kind of like it would retreat into the treasure and just be happy. Okay, if you roll investigate a mystery for that now, because I've given you a bit Eleven of information. Plus, learn on dice. Seven. Yeah, so yeah, I'll say if you, that's one of your questions, uh, what can it do, essentially? Um, yeah, if if you don't think it, if it got back to the treasure, it would be saved at this point. Because it has it, the connection has been severed. But it, yeah, it would still have its final moments of comfort and peace before it mm -hmm. went wherever it would go. Um, yeah, I, you have one more um, hold. Um, I, I would like to use uh, my forensic divination ability that says I can also ask what magic was it, uh, what magic is being done here as a pre question. Just to, just to make sure it's just, just to kind of cement it's retreating back into the treasure or it's going there for its final resting moments. Yeah. Um, you. It's very strange when you cast this spell because the magic in the hood is quickly dissipating like so it's, it's sort of imploding on itself it's sucking into itself um the dragon within the magic within the dragon is also dissipating and as it topples you can see it sort of pulling away from it as it's sort of like the strain between the two is falling apart you also see redmond here and actually, in this moment, you see Redmond sort of rush forward towards the balcony, um, and he pulls a knife and he starts trying to untie the binds around the curator. Um, and he is—you uh, can tell at this moment that it's not going—he's not going to be able to do it in time. But there's something magical about Redmond as well, and it's sort of something which—it's just sort of like an aura about him you can't quite place just now except for that it has it's it in itself is very magical as well so i think in that moment when she she absorbs all of that in she's going to seeing that he's almost got this she's just going to be like this has been a this has been a pleasure redmond i look forward to another encounter and she's going to run back towards the dragon I, I, can I use her? The dragon is fully falling can off I the balcony. Can use my wall ability to create a slide, to kind of try and make it slide <laughs> on the floor forward, as if it's going to just like kind of crash into the horde, 
and just kind of spend its time. Um, so as it is at the moment, it's not a floor up from where the hoard is. It's on the same floor. You're all on the top floor. So as it's on the balcony, it's sort of tipping into the center of the museum. Doing a slide, we get to the floor below. I couldn't do like a um, wall and then tilt it slightly to kind of make a slip inside to kind of store it. I think it might be for it to stand on and do it itself. You can make a wall for a yeah. floor so it will land on yeah. the floor. Yeah, I think what she'll kind of do is she kind of does that. She's going to jump down. Knowing she'll probably take some harm as she jumps down a floor to get underneath it to hold it up. Okay, <laughs> brilliant. Um, so you do this. The yeah, I'm going to say if you're jumping down um, to the floor below, can I have a? I'll say an act under pressure just to try and do it in a safe way because the balcony is falling down uh, as you're doing this. So ten. I'm not going to get that. I'm not okay. going to get that fail to yeah. level up tonight. I can see it. Yeah, you you jump, you jump down to the, you sort of uh, half climb down the stairs, half sort of leap the final part as you get into the uh, lower floor, and you create this wall above you where the dragon, as it collapses, sort of lands on this wall. You sort of catch it mid floor um, as it sort of is able to stop. Um, the balcony at this point, there's just too much pressure on it it pulls away from the wall and buckles um and you see both the curator and redmond start to fall into the center of the museum and as you do you see um redmond cuts the ropes and in the last moments of pulls the creator and throws him backwards as the balcony collapses and he is would i have had a chance to jump because i'm in that vicinity to jump and grab redmond's foot feet and stop him going over the edge at that moment because i'm i'm near him because i jumped um, over to that side of the balcony and everything you did jump over the other side of the balcony i'll say you have oh. an protect someone role. i've never done that before oh no <laughs> no <laughs> it's a, it's... uh i rolled 11 actually but i, I i've got a minus oh, cool. on that so i mean i could only roll well on that so on a plus 10, you suffer little harm. One pain of danger is now focusing you. I mean, um, you have inflict harm on the enemy or you hold the enemy back. I think there's only really one that I think I've just sense. focused impending danger on me or little harm. I mean, if, mm. if I'm going to take any harm, I'll take less harm, but I'm holding on to him on the edge and I'm in the danger zone. So you're cool. Can, can I possibly help out? With you Peter. absolutely can help out. Yes. Okay. Um, uh, as this is all collapsing, I'm desperately looking around for something to shore things up, and I think I see a, a like a rope barrier slung between two um, movable sort of fence posts, which I'll unclip um, and uh, try to throw out um, while I'm holding on to something. Um, okay. Give me a help out roll. That sounds very cool. Very on Jesus. on brand for the uh, for the mystery. Uh, well, that was a three. Oh no! God, do I use another luck point? Uh, um. No, I'll be fine. I'll be. Peter fine. will be fine. It'll be fine. Oh, Peter will be fine. <laughs> the, the, the most Peter's gonna suffer is is emotional damage from his his favorite belt, well, his most stylish belt, having been <laughs> severed by a knife. How do you know I'm not just doing this to save the belt? <laughs> that is what Evangeline thinks. <laughs> so, Vera, you uh, rush out. You sort of grab the uh, museum rope to try and 
to sling something around them. It's a, it's a tricky situation here. It's a tricky situation <laughs> here because so uh, Redmond's <laughs> hanging over the side. Peter has just grabbed onto him. Vera is there, and something go something she does makes everything uh, without helping exposes herself to danger. Um, so yeah, I, I think you you throw a rope around them. You try to sort of hold them back as well. But the, I think, you know, the stonework beneath your feet crumbles away and Vera is now starting to fall on into the, the hole herself from where the, from where the metalwork damaged the stone. Um, so <laughs> that's the situation we're in. Come on Vera, in, Tabitha, it's lovely down it's, here. It, cra <laughs> it crashes below you and you sort of sling yourself around. You are able to get around, like twist yourself just fast enough to <laughs> sort of slam your arms onto the balcony as you're sort of hanging from hanging from the stonework as Peter you grab onto Redmond and Evangelina's propping up the dragon on an invisible wall I see wall. like a dragon down there jumping up is there a dragon down there looking up at us with its big it's, mouth it's, it's just below so it's on the floor it's in between the two floors so yeah it's looking <laughs> up towards you is it getting bigger that's it's what really I was getting wondering bigger, is it yeah, getting yeah. bigger <laughs> okay, cool. it's it's you know it's very very close to death and it was very mournful, but now it is. You saw it even with Peter for a moment. It was very mournful, but Peter attacking it again. It, the minute it, a threat came into range, it was all set to fight again. Tabitha, this is a situation you have in front of you. Just a little ways below, Evangeline has a, a set of a magical wall of barrier to stop the dragon yeah, from completely like plummeting into the center of the museum. Um, Peter has um, grabbed Revan, who is about to fall. Revan just saved the curator. And Vera has... The stonework fell beneath Vera's feet, and Vera is clinging on as well. Okay. What does Tabitha do in this moment? Um, can I... Can I, like, use like, telekinesis to try and pull Vera back? Like, yeah. magic yeah. or... Use, use, use magic. Not, I don't think I'm use very magic. strong. Absolutely. <laughs> not to, like, pull Vera... <laughs> Peter and Brent. Just pull everyone back. Okay, ten. Ten. Brilliant. Okay. No issues, which was handy. Um, and I think it's like, I don't get close to myself. I don't, I'm not going to step on this crumbling stone, like, but like tendrils of my magic like wrap around Vera to pull her. And I, 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 she can so Vera is sort of bodied up, bodied up onto, the, uh, onto your uh, floor. Uh, Peter, you sort of pull Redmond back. Um, and he sort of stares at you. There's this moment where he stares at this sort of deeply twisted Peter's face, and then he sort of nods and um, goes back to grab his shotgun uh, for it, so that he discarded as he ran to get the curator. Um, the curator's still unconscious on the floor at this point. How far down is the dragon? It's in between this, the floor you're on and the floor Evangeline's on. I will say you all can see as you look over the balcony, the dragon starts to. Uh, fire starts to pour from its sort of broken mouth at this point again as it's looking up towards uh, you three and Redmond as it's about to shoot another blast of flame up towards if, you all. Uh, if Evangeline sees that she is just going to kind of step to the side and very resignedly just look down at the floor and the dragon lower her arms and she will drop the wall and she just goes instinct is a cruel mistress and she'll let the dragon fall. Isn't there also loads of glass above it? Isn't this where the big glass skylight was? 
So Peter will use magic to fire magic at that, so loads of glass shoots down and sh serrates <laughs> it as well. Yes, you have a use magic from Peter. Seven. I'll take some damage for that. Uh, glass shatters. A uh, shard of glass hits you, and that's why you get hurt from that. And yes, so Evangeline, you let the magic go as this glass shatters down towards it. The dragon tries to flap its wings, but it, they aren't in any way able to keep it up as it plummets towards the ground. And with a sickening final thud on the floor below, silence falls upon the museum. And you are in the MacArthur collection. It is dark. There is still flames flickering within the hoard from where the dragon had spout fire to, farted fire towards you. But where you all are is silent. Apart from Redmond, who is uh, meticulously going around collecting the shells from it that he that came from his shotgun, um, and checking on the curator. Is everybody all right? Have you healed then? Because you yeah, were like unstable. I... <laughs> I was gonna say you say you're not fine. You don't, um, Be honest, Tabitha. No, <laughs> I would say Tabitha <laughs> says she's fine and then collapses sideways. Okay. <laughs> Peter will hulk over you in a very he looks very <laughs> dark and shadow covered. And as this as his very white looking hand grasps you in this much larger black fist goes round it, I will use magic to heal you one. Death come to get me. Um, that was a, uh, that's a thirteen. Oh, thanks. Uh, does Peter say anything as he's healing Tabitha? I'll just go. Don't lie next time. Heal. My arm fucking hurts. I hope this hurts. I recoil. Tabitha, you, you've you know you're you're very badly hurt at this point. And Peter is holding onto your arm and you feel the sort of magical through you and you feel, you know, you're healed by it. But as Peter speaks to you, you find yourself not entirely in this space. And you can hear voices in the back of your head. Your mother shouting. I told you that we didn't have it. You can tell him that we don't have it, and you don't need to come here. And you hear a voice similar, but not the same to Peter's, say, Don't lie to me. As you hear the front door to your house crack open, you hear laughter, you hear fighting. You hear screams, and you hear nothing, and you are back in the space. I think, I think, um, on instinct, I would uh, use magic against Peter, who's close to me. Just like, uh, like, just like a necrotic touch. Nine. And uh, Peter, you feel Tabitha's magic, so. Through you, like a sort of 
like a sort of a powerful moment of just sort of this burning cold through you. I'll choose the weakened effect for the glitch, so it does doesn't actually do you any damage. Um, did I um hear what she experienced? No, you just feel it. You feel it in that moment. Tabitha had a reason to want to hurt you. But as you feel the pain shoot through you and you sort of step back, you do hear a voice in your head. And the voice says, These thorns can be so aggressive. Yeah.